what if our competitors will benefit from our product? The answer is, this is fine. If our competitors will not use our product, they will use some other product and other product will benefit. This is Contributor, a podcast telling the stories behind the best open source projects and the communities that make them. I'm Eric Anderson. We're here today talking about ClickHouse, an analytical database from the Yandex team. And I'm joined by Alexi and Ivan, and I'll have them introduce themselves. Hi, everyone. I'm Alexei. I'm developer of ClickHouse. So that's all that I can introduce about myself. Hey, everyone. And I'm Ivan. I'm technical of manager of ClickHouse. I joined the team not from the very beginning, but from the moment it became open source. Wonderful. Thank you. Uh, let's start by having you tell us the story of ClickHouse. How did it begin? Yeah, actually, it's a very interesting story about how we came up to the development of ClickHouse and how we decided that we need to make it open source. And it all started at year 2008. So the first commits to the ClickHouse code base was more than 12 years ago or 11 years ago. But I was unaware that the code I commit will eventually become ClickHouse as you know it right now. I was working at Yandex. Uh, do you know Yandex, by the way? Yes, yes. This is the Russian search engine. Yeah, Russian search engine, and not only search engine, also self-driving cars, many different technologies. And one of these technologies was analytical system for web analytics. Mm, I'm sure you know web analytics, and probably the first product is uh, Google Analytics. And at Yandex, we have similar product named Yandex Metrica. If you compare uh, market share by the number of websites, by the number of traffic, um, you will be surprised because Yandex Metrica is the second. The second web analytics system in the world by the number of websites or by the number of traffic. And I was working on the data processing engine of this system. And actually, it was a very challenging job uh, because if you want to collect as much traffic from the internet as possible, what will be the data volume how to process this data and how to store this data, how to structure it to allow users to see uh, flexible, customizable reports. If you just count the amount of traffic, it will be tens of billions events each day. If you imagine how to store these events, what database 
you need to use. What you can implement to this task. Can you use, uh, for example, MySQL or Postgres or Oracle just to pipe this data, tens of billions events to some tables and generate reports directly from this database? If you just try to do this and calculate uh, how quick you can generate reports, you will find that this task is almost impossible. And just curious, did you try those other options when you were experimenting with how to implement this? Uh, so what were the options? There are different kinds of databases. You know, transactional databases, analytical databases, and there are many open source database solutions. And there are open source analytical databases. And even 12 years ago, we considered some options like InfoBright database management system, InfiniDB, MonadDB, and we started testing and evaluation of the systems for our uh, use cases. And we found out that every system had some drawbacks. Some system had no support for scale out, so you cannot implement them on cluster. But you cannot use just single server or single shard with multiple replicas to store all amount of internet traffic that comes to our system. Some uh, system did not have compression, but it is crucial because if you can uh, use about uh, five to 10 times less amount of storage, you should uh, do it if uh, the amount of data count in petabytes. Otherwise, you will just spend too much money on HDDs. Got it. And maybe just one quick note. I'm hearing you say we, so I'm imagining you're in a small team that's considering how to do this. My team was about five developers, if I remember correctly. Five developers participated to Yandex Metrica. So we started evaluation, uh, and in parallel, we started experiment. The goal of this experiment was what if it is possible to develop some specialized prototype database directly for the task that we need. And the task was to make some data structure where we can simply store non-aggregated events with multiple, multiple attributes and generate different reports on the fly without pre-aggregation. This experiment was successful, so we started to use that prototype. But that prototype was not named ClickHouse. It was a completely different system. We name, uh, named uh, that system OLAP server, but it doesn't matter. It's just some placeholder name. <laughs> it, it was not open source. And we started to use it, and we started to use it successfully. But it was quite limited. It uh, supported only one kind of table with predefined structure and predefined type of reports. And it was working fine, 
and I just have a dream. What if we can make something from this prototype? Something that will be more usable for external teams inside my company. Something that w- uh, will be more usable for even uh, different tasks in the same department. Uh, how we can generalize uh, this data structure to make it better? When we evaluate different systems, we get familiar with the notion of column-oriented databases. Column-oriented databases is nothing new. They exist from uh, probably 1980s, from, you know, Sybase IQ and Vertica and whatever. And our prototype was obviously also column-oriented database. So if we want to generalize the system, obviously we need to create some good column-oriented database management system. I'm remembering Google's Dremel paper was in 2010. I have read this paper and I was wondering how how it is nice. Why it's not open source? Why we cannot use it? Yeah. So you were aware of that work. Maybe it was some inspiration, but you certainly couldn't use it. There was no code base. Yeah. About inspiration, uh, the practice is you just read everything you can find and mm-hmm. grab all the best ideas. But why ClickHouse is different from other column-oriented database management systems? The first reason is that ClickHouse was created to be performance-oriented system. Why we really need that? Because if you have some really big data set, uh, how many reports you can generate and how precise will be these reports directly dependent on how fast you can filter, aggregate, uh, join, whatever with this data set. If you have multiple billions of records and you have time limit in about one second, can you process 100 millions of records in one second? Probably no. Sometimes yes, if you have large enough cluster. But Sometimes you have to apply data sampling to generate approximate reports, but you want to generate as precise reports as possible. So you have to optimize all code path inside the system. Probably this is one of the difference. So ClickHouse was created from very practical needs. And also Yannis Metrica didn't have like huge budgets to... Uh, by as many servers as core products of Yandex. So this was like not the main business. And besides like performance, uh, you also had to fulfill these business goals with a limited budget. So every like optimization allowed to provide better service for the same amount of expenses. So for example, we have 100 servers. You can think that this is too many, but... We have just limited amount and we have to do all our data processing needs within this limited amount. We just have to optimize the code. So it was about um, how ClickHouse was created initially. But initially it was proprietary system. 
available only inside Yandex. And actually, it was initially available only inside my small team. And it was developed very quiet. So we have the system inside our team. No one else knows about it. But eventually, some gossips started to spread around the company because of some reasons, like from the beginning, we have documentation That's no surprise, but the system appeared to be easy to install and use from different departments. And I was wondering that some people from different floors in my office, from different departments, started to use ClickHouse and they uh, did not tell me about it. So they started to use the system. They were happy. And everything was fine. And at that time, I started to have an idea that probably we can get more if we will make ClickHouse available outside of Yandex. But this idea was looking very crazy, very risky. Does Yandex have a history of open sourcing projects? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Today, we have two uh, main open source products. One of them is ClickHouse, another is CatBoost. But before, there also were some products, for example, uh, BEM framework for front-end development. Probably you did not hear about it. BEM as methodology for HTML markup. Or another product named Elliptics. Elliptics is a distributed key value store. It was developed first outside of Yandex. Then developer joined Yandex, continued to develop it, and then goes outside and continued to develop it. Actually, yes, Yandex has some track record for open source products, but just decent successful. Some of them were not successful. Actually, it depends not only about company, it depends on people who are actually responsible for this specific product. Some projects were like published, but uh, only one commit and no development at all. So they were like, mostly like negative uh, looking things, but there still exists. So open source is not about company, it's about people, about developers and community. How much time you are ready to do some support of your community and how much time you have to spend actually developing the code. Some developers just not ready for this type of work. Uh, the, The developers on your team, you mean? No, it's not not about uh, not about my team. I am talking about um, open source in general. What are the difference between successful and not successful open source products? First difference is usually the right time and the right niche, the right use case. Um, so the system must solve actual problem in efficient way. Yep. But this is just one reason 
for successful open source. Another reason is about people who are responsible for this work, for development. Sometimes some open source product can start, but developers can uh, lose interest, uh, situation may change, some life may change, and so on. If you want to make a successful open source product, you have to work on it day-by-day basis and never stop. Yeah. By the way, I did not tell you um, how we make the idea of open source uh, good for our managers. Initially, this idea can look crazy. Why we have to spend our working time inside our company to do this separate job? But I have prepared some list with motivation points. And I don't have this list right now, but I can remember some of these points. For example, better motivation for developers. If some developers work on open source product, it is usually more interesting. It is usually more satisfactory. You see that your code is used by multiple different companies. Worldwide. Yeah. Uh, You usually work with uh, multiple people who are also interested in your product. And uh, from this sense, open source is a good way to make developers more satisfied with their job. So our developers are happy. Probably, and actually it is, some developers from separate departments tend to think that in our department we have the most interesting job. There you go. (laughs) I think that's right. So that, that was the main point that you gave your managers or just the first point? No, it's just one of about 10 points. There are another points. Uh, for example, open source is to make better quality of product, to make better quality of code and better coverage of use cases. And uh, this also appeared to be true because sometimes... Inside our company, there is some demand for some feature. And this feature uh, was actually developed by a separate contributor. This is not so frequent use case, but uh, there is such use cases. Okay. And it is very surprising. So if some company make a good open source product, that is used in many other companies, this company will benefit from community. It's also worth to add that it's not only about features and contributions, but about whatever issues. So I think nowadays, more often, whatever troubles may come with performance or features or like configuration or something, kind of often it's found by external people, not by like production cluster of Yandex Metrica which is like still most important for Yandex. So uh, we now able to find issues earlier and fix them earlier. They come never close to our production. 
bug discovery. Perfect. Anything else important that you tried to sell the management on? Yeah. So better motivation for developers, better quality of product. And one of the most important point is to sit in specific market niche. Because there was high demand for good quality open source analytical databases. And we figured out that at that time, there were no major enough solutions. And there was a chance to just be in this niche. And if we just wait for a few years, probably this niche will be filled with uh, different systems, different companies. But today, if you list open source analytical database management systems that you can use both in-cloud or on-premise, what you can name? ClickHouse first, what else? What about Presto? Yeah, uh, about Presto. By the way, Presto is more like data processing engine. If you store data in Hadoop uh, HDFS, you can use Presto to process your data. Also, as I know, you can use Presto to process data in local files. But you cannot use Presto as analytical database. You can insert data continuously and it will responsible for data storage and data indexing. So you can process range queries efficiently and so on. In contrast, ClickHouse is integrated solution. It will come with more operational simplicity. You don't have to use a Hadoop cluster, just install ClickHouse, upload your data, and it will be instantly available for analytics. Got it. Okay, so Presto is slightly different or in a different class? Yeah, slightly different use case. We have uh, some intersections, but in some use cases, Presto is not the option. In some use cases, ClickHouse can suit better. How about Druid? Uh, yeah, also very interesting solution. By the way, for Druid, third difference is probably the lack of SQL dialect. And um, probably my, my information is a bit outdated, but if I remember correctly, that's it. And another difference is uh, operational complexity. What you need to install to use Druid? You have to install, <laughs> I remember, several different uh, systems and pick this all together and probably it will work. It will do some data aggregations and whatever. And third difference is that Druid, the main use case for Druid is to do incremental data aggregations and uh, serve reports from aggregated data. In contrast, ClickHouse was developed to be relational, to look like relational database where you can upload your data in non-aggregated form, in raw form and do aggregations on the fly, as far as possible on the fly from raw data. Of course, ClickHouse has support for incremental aggregation with materialized view, but long story. Well, so uh, just to wrap up the 
part about pitching management on open sourcing. So you came with these, I think we've got three points now, developers will love it. There's an opportunity in the marketplace and it will improve our code base. Uh, so, and there were also points that were named as potential risks, potential risks of open source. For example, what if our competitors will benefit from our product? The answer is that this is fine. Our competitors will use our product. Other companies will use our product. We will benefit from widespread of the open source product. And if our competitors will not use our product, they will use some other product and other product will benefit. It's a difference to explain, but <laughs> actually it's not a concern. Now about if we count approximate number of companies that are using ClickHouse, it will be thousands of companies across the world. And in Russia, there are multiple companies that benefit from ClickHouse, but they compete with Yandex in some different areas. And that's not a problem. Great. Or another possible concern is what if developers will spend too much time with supporting the needs of open source product, the needs of community, but not about internal tasks that we need. And this concern is actually unresolved. It appeared to be true. And we spent <laughs> actually more than a half of our time for the needs of open source. But I think that the amount of benefits is much more important than some drawbacks of open source. Got it. Maybe if we're coming to the conclusion of the list, how does management feel? Are they worried about the time spent in open source? They are excited and probably overwhelmed. Yeah, good. At first, it looked like an experiment, but nowadays, like all numbers that we have about popularity of ClickHouse, of how it's widespread worldwide, many people, I think, still like don't believe it. So, like, it's still growing, like, all over the world. So, yeah, it's incredible, and I can imagine everyone's very excited about the adoption. And uh, probably another point that I want to mention is that there are different kinds of open source products, and we want to make. ClickHouse to be true open source product. So what do I mean? Not only the code is open source, also the development happens in open repository. It's to be compared with some repositories of Google where code development is inside, but then just published to open source repository. For ClickHouse, it's 100% open source in mind. And also it's about open source continuous integration system that is available to external contributors. So external contributors should feel that they are first-class citizens, the same as me, the same as my team. And uh, this is the way to build a really good community and to make the product uh, live well. 
also documentation is also open source, which is important. Like everyone can fix typo or like add new example that's useful for, for them, like share. So it's also like important point is to make like uh, the threshold to enter community or to start using the product as low as possible. So uh, it allows like to bring new people, new companies to try to see how well it fits their needs. And um, in general, it like helps being open for community, like helps for Yandex and for everyone involved. Yeah, agreed. It's fantastic. So maybe take us to the launch to open source. Management agreed to go forth with the open source launch. And then what happened? Yeah, and uh, I have prepared some list of to-do points, how to make a great uh, launch. What we need to do? To prepare an article uh, first in Russian, to, uh, how we can widespread information in social media, what we have to do with our repository, how we can prepare it and how we can split repository from uh, internal code, what we will do at the beginning, how and where we can host our website. So we started to check this list and it took about uh, half a year. So we made our launch in uh, July 2016, but we get approvement uh, from our managers in about January or at the beginning of year 2016. And I think it's a good schedule, half a year for a big company. Mm, It's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so July comes, you launch, and what's the reception like? Mostly positive. And actually, we prepared only an article in Russian, but some people just post a link to Hackers News to machine translation of this article. And even that worked. Okay. Yeah, so it gets some points and people start to discuss. And uh, discussion was about internals, about comparison with different systems and how it looks like and whatever. Mostly a technical discussion. Yeah, mostly technical. For Hackers News, it's, yeah, it's a good community of yep. engineers. And after another few months, some people started to really try our system for their production needs. By the way, if you think about our users, what is the uh, picture of the best user of ClickHouse? The best user of ClickHouse is some company that was suffering too much and they try everything that is available. If they have used Postgres for analytics, they usually tried CytosDB, they tried Greenplum, and now there is ClickHouse. They tried ClickHouse and just surprised about it works with uh, unusual performance characteristics. Probably we can use it, even if it is uh, quite a new system, but it works and it can solve our problems. So this is uh, the picture of the best ClickHouse user. 
Actually, there are many companies that looks like this. Yeah, basically, you prefer somebody who's who's tried all the other options and yeah, because I like if uh, some people using ClickHouse because they really need that kind of system. They understand why they need ClickHouse. Actually, we are trying to widespread ClickHouse as as much as possible. Sometimes even uh, create some hype, uh, but the best clients who understand they need our system. Yeah, so the Hacker News launch went well. Then you get a few people reaching out to you, telling you they're using it, and it just grows kind of organically from there. And the next step, I remember... Russian conference uh, named uh, High Load Plus Plus. At this conference, I met with uh, Alexander from Altinity. There were no such company, Altinity. Alexander was working in uh, company Live Street Media that do some web advertisement, and they have uh, the same demand. And Alexander tell about how they tried to use ClickHouse for their needs inside their company. There were many pain points, and that's normal because ClickHouse was a young product, but we met and started to work together uh, in solving these pain points. And this conference is one of the biggest technology conferences in Russia, so ClickHouse get some traction. And also ClickHouse started to uh, get some traction, not only in Russia, in United States, in Europe. And probably the main driver is developers with Russian background. And about China, it's uh, very unusual because... Clickhouse is very popular in China, and China is the second largest market uh, for Clickhouse usage. China is unique because the big data in China is always big, not like big data in, for example, I don't want to name some small countries, (laughs) but sometimes if they talk about big data, it's, it's not really. But in China... If they said, we have small mobile application and we want to collect logs and our mobile application has 1 billion of users daily. Yeah, that's big data. So you have adoption among Russian companies, I imagine in part because of your personal networks and the language that much the documentation, uh, your explanations are, and the community is predominantly Russian. And then you have adoption in China because of their big data needs. Can I tell the story? Like in China, there was like contest for a lab uh, calculations. Like some company, like famous company in China made a contest. Like who makes the best system to calculate some specific market funnel, like specific task. And it make like huge advertisement for this contest. And like who makes the fastest system, like wins and uh, uh, gets huge coverage. And some guys like found Russian ClickHouse at the time, mostly Russian, 
and they used it to like beat uh, like famous products like Apache Spark and uh, everything else that was on the market, and they beat it like by huge margin. So they built some specific reports much faster than any other open source system available. And uh, when they like won this contest, every like engineer and who like observed it, who participated, wanted to learn more about how, how actually they did it. And uh, they also started training, and many became enthusiasts in their companies. And, like it was kind of funny that uh, like it was growing, like uh, started from one moment, and uh, we started being contacted from various people, various engineers who are like excited, want to contribute. Some people started translating documentation to Chinese, which is kind of important because like many people in China have trouble understanding English. So and uh, from there it became very fast going to huge Chinese companies that everyone know, even outside of China. Wow. So you've got your community winning high profile contests with the product, and then you have important documentation contributions, translation into Chinese. Yeah, documentation, translation, and code. There are multiple good engineers in China that work in ClickHouse, and I'm happy and also one important point that we started like hosting, organizing meetups of ClickHouse users and developers all over the world. Like uh, uh, some people from China invited us there. So we made some events in Russia and uh, in Europe and States. Meeting with community offline also played a huge role because we like started feeling better what is actually important from people, like talking with them, not only online, but offline as well. And we started doing this regularly, regular talks on large conferences uh, and regular meetups all over the world. As this community is getting bigger, you're getting people who are using you in production and they have mission critical needs. And you said that your model for developing new features is to do it in the open. Yeah. Talk to me more about how governance works, how you manage those. This is all just posted on GitHub or, or what's kind of the mechanism that you use to accomplish that? Uh, yes, we accept contributions as pull requests, and uh, the first step is just continuous integration system that will run the tests that we have, multiple different kind of tests. Some are pretty simple, another some complex integration tests that create multiple instances of ClickHouse, multiple instances of different systems like Kafka, MySQL, Mongo, whatever. We have static analysis, whatever. Then uh, there is a code review. We started to discuss um, the code, and sometimes we started to also try to test the new feature for usability standpoint. We started to, to discuss how good uh, this contribution integrate to the overall design of the system, is there some risks? Is it consistent uh, for us? So we discuss, we test, and eventually the new feature is merged. Then there is also a process that we deploy the new version of ClickHouse to testing environment inside our company, but it's not that visible for open source. So that's it. What's the governance of the project so do you have committers? Are those all committers within Yandex today? Does Yandex own the code base? And have you considered what the future looks like 
in that regard. The main direction is to make this product as open as possible. And what does it mean? Currently, Yandex owns the product legally, but probably um, we will do something to make it even more open. Currently, it's open question, so I cannot say more about it. And about current governance, we have main committers inside my team, and also we have some dedicated committers from the community. But actually, all contributions must be accepted by my team. Got it. Maybe in our last minute's concluding question here, how do you feel about the decision to open source it? I imagine you're pretty excited and, and this has gone as well as you would have hoped. Yeah, I'm very excited and very happy that I had made this decision. And how, how big is the ClickHouse team in Yandex today? You mentioned it started out five people. It is just 14 developers. Wow. When I come to China, they said that 14 developers is very small team. But I, I think it's mm, not very, very small. It's quite normal, but I always want more. Yeah. Don't we all? Well, Ivan, Alexei, this has been fantastic to have you share the story with us today. Your contribution in ClickHouse to the world is amazing. As you mentioned, thousands of companies relying on it. And I feel like we're just seeing the beginning. The growth is astronomical. And I I imagine we'll have much more to discuss in the future. Okay. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. find today's show notes and past episodes at contributor.fyi. Until next time, I'm Eric Anderson, and this has been Contributor. Contributor.